The sales process used to be focused on doing whatever it took to get the customer to make a purchase. But times have changed, customers' expectations have changed, and your sales process needs to change too. It's time to build your brand. Welcome to Build Your Brand, I'm Joe Barnhart. According to the Harvard Business Review, 86% of customers will pay more for a better customer experience. So whether you call the position a salesperson, a customer service representative, or a relationship manager, the goal is the same, to provide the best possible service to satisfy your customer. Joining us today to talk about the customer experience is Ashley Skaggs, Director of Sales at Two Men in a Truck, and Holly Stewart, a franchise business owner of Two Men in a Truck locations in the Atlanta metropolitan area. Welcome to the program, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. To get things started, uh, let's give our listeners a little bit of background. Holly, why did you become a business owner, and why did you choose to become a Two Men in a Truck franchisee? Um, well, I actually got started in the Two Men in a Truck brand um, from the inside. I um, was I was in market research before and decided corporate America wasn't maybe my thing and actually thought I was going to go back to school to get a master's. And while in school, I decided best not to blow through all of my savings. Um, let me go see what else is out there, a job that I can kind of do at the same time. Um, was lucky enough to get hired in as a general manager, called this school up and asked to postpone my enrollment and never went back. So, um, so I worked my way up through the system, working all the uh, many different roles within the within the company, and so then ownership, despite a decade before saying, I'll never own my own business, this is something <laughs> I'll never do, um, despite all that, I mean, it just became kind of the logical next step. Um, I saw all the opportunity that two men in a truck could bring um, to for long-term stability for my family. Um, I, I actually could kind of have my cake and eat it too. Um, and it was something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, so it just seemed when I saw myself, looked at myself in the future, um, I, I could see myself here long-term and really enjoying what I do. So um, that's sort of how I got got into it, and and I'll be honest, I say it was the the natural next step, which it was, um, but then when that opened my eyes and sort of changed my thinking on business ownership, I did look at other brands, and there again, two men in a truck, just from a profitability, a, a sustainability, um, a work life balance, you know, from all the aspects that you would kind of evaluate, um, it it really checked all my boxes. Excellent. Well, clearly you've had a wealth of experience with the company, so uh, it'll be great to get your perspective on the customer experience. What are, in your, in your area, in the Atlanta area, what are some of the attributes that you look for that make a good customer service representative, someone you want your customers to reach with? I want someone who is, um, who is friendly, who is compassionate, and is a good listener. Um, really, the, our customers come to us, uh, this is the most stressed, one of the most stressful times of their lives, just moving is by itself. Sure. And usually the trigger that makes you move is something really stressful too, right? So, um, you know, you, you need someone who can, is coachable, has a good work ethic, all those kinds of things that you're looking for in an employee in general, but specifically when looking at a customer service representative, 
you need someone who can take on someone who's stressed and say, I understand this is stressful and I'm gonna I'm here to hold your hand and I'm gonna make sure we get through this together. Um, and that needs to be able to come come across from that person. Um, and there again, like I said, listening is so important um, because every situation has a unique twist and turn, which is what makes makes this job so fun. Um, we do the same thing, but we've I have yet to have the same day at the the office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I mean that's the that's the main the main stuff that I'm looking for um, when looking for a sales agent here. Ashley, how about you? What are you looking for for your sales team? Yeah, I ag- really agree with Holly. I mean, all of the things that she mentioned are right on point with what we look for. Obviously, the care for the customer is just one of the biggest areas that we look for. Um, someone that can re- really, truly take into account, you know, what that customer is going through, the, the whether it's a stressful situation, whether it's a happy situation, and being able to adapt to what that customer needs and how they are feeling at that time. Um, also, we have our own proprietary software here the, um, called Movers Who Care, um, and that is something that's very, the CSRs need to be very detail-oriented to be able to navigate through the different systems to really make sure that they're um, being diligent with their customers and making sure that they're accounting for all of the processes that come into play so that that can be a positive moving experience for our customers. Um, and of course, we like them to have some sales ability, but with that sales ability, we're not looking for someone that's really a hardcore sales person. We're looking for someone that can do sales, but still be able to maintain that good customer service that we're looking for. Kind of like Holly said, that's someone that's going to care about that customer and really take that into account as well. All right. The sales process obviously constantly evolves and changes, um, but it really seems to have sped up in the last few years. A, A customer can now buy a product or book a service from anywhere without ever talking to an employee at the company. How has this changed, Ashley, the way that you approach the sales process? Yeah, great question. So technology is ever evolving, and that's one of the things that we definitely want to make sure that we're on the forefront with for our customers. So Two Men in a Truck is a firm believer in always working with our customers in a manner that really works with the way that they want to communicate with us. So our customers' experience is what we really look to when we're looking at new technologies. So we have recently incorporated the ability for our customers to be able to chat with us and they can text with us. They can go online and receive an estimate for their move. Um, we also are in the process of creating a customer self-service portal, which is called MoveTrack. Um, this allows the customer to really be able to go online and they can manage all of the various aspects of their move right there at their fingertips. So it's something that's in their control when it works for them. We really want to respect our customers' time and give them the ability to really maneuver through the moving process on their own time when it works. Um, we understand that our customers are busy, especially when it comes to moving. There's so many moving pieces in the moving industry. Sure. Um, so we really want to allow them the easy access to their moving details, as well as to be able to communicate with our team whenever they're looking to, whether that's through a text message, whether that's through a chat functionality, or just picking up the phone and calling us and talking to us. So really, it's just evolving with what the customer wants to do. Okay. Holly, at the local level there at your franchise, what, what types of tactics have you been employing to, to change the way the sales process happens? 
Well, you know, the sales process has completely changed. It's changed all of our kind of procedures in that. Um, starting, say, with the hiring, like Ashley was mentioning, we've got software and you need to be able to, to navigate that and multitask. That's even more important now when looking in recruiting than, say, that friendly, warm voice over the phone because some of these customers will never speak to us over the phone. Um, so it starts right there at the very beginning and, say, on, on the recruiting side. And then it's, it has changed our processes. Um, you know, we, we want to be mindful there again, actually hit the nail on the head. We're here for the customers. So it has to start at the customer and evolve around them. If they would rather have text communication or email communication, some of our employees, they or excuse me, some of our customers are trying to get a bid while they're at work and they're not able to just chat on the cell on their cell phone for 10 minutes. So we've got to throughout the day be able to exchange emails and things like that. Um, we've really over the past um, 10 years, I've been in here 10 years, and um, just the, the integration of technology has been huge. And really, and and it really hasn't been that difficult because that's the way the world is going as well. Right. So it's just, it's been a natural, it would actually, I think, feel more backwards if we were trying to force 2010s selling policies and procedures um, into, you know, as we're walking into 2020. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's changed. It's looked at the way that we do our staffing when people are wanting to reach us. Do we need someone who's just on technology? Do we, you know, how do we reach back out to customers and make sure that we can communicate everything clearly because I think Ashley mentioned, you know, there's just tons of moving parts in moving. So we want to make sure we're educating and preparing our customer as best as possible, given, um, you know, the average customer moves every seven years and we're doing it, you know, every minute. Um, so we've got to educate that customer and how do we how do we make that build that rapport and that relationship and educate them through a totally different medium. Um, so that's been as a business owner, that's actually been one of the fun aspects for me um, because we are always kind of looking at improving and growing and looking at our processes and so we're not coming into work and feeling stagnant. We're doing the same thing we've always done. Um, so that's been, from my perspective, really exciting and I think from our sales and uh, sales team, you know, it's it's just been natural and, and they've, they've enjoyed kind of taking that on and being that leader in the industry. You mentioned building a relationship with the customer and I feel like Two Men in a Truck has a it's not totally unique, I guess, but a little bit different angle on that. We're not like a, a corner business where people are there week in and week out. So how do you, how does your sales staff, Holly, go about building that relationship when you just have a limited number of contacts with someone, and especially now when some of them aren't even in person or on the phone, they're online? I think it's being knowledgeable. Um, you know, they, people come and it, we're not just a form that you fill out, right? So you get an actual human being. You don't have to whittle your way through a long call center, you know, from point to point to point and repeat yourself. Um, and we know, you know, this is what we do for a living. We are the professionals. Um, and so you don't have to you don't have to know everything. We've got your back. We know which we know which questions to ask. And I think in being supportive, being caring, and that compassion, still even in a limited amount of um, touches with a customer, and even just via email, I think that you know personalities can can come through, and that you can see that compassion, and you can see there again that we have this knowledge, and that um, a lot of times that's where we can kind of gain some of that trust from the customer is when we're going through. It's 
say an inventory, right? You're asking all the items that they're moving uh-huh. and we're kind of, we direct them and say, well, what about the washer and dryer? Oh my goodness. That's something I wouldn't have thought of. You know, customers see that as an appliance in their house, not as a furniture, you know? Right. So it's those, it's those kinds of things when we say, don't worry, you know, we're, we're going to help you out. We also give them tricks and tips. We're very, they're again, customer focused, right? We're not out to just grab all the money and run. So if they're on a budget, we can work within that. We're cognizant of that. You know, we're, we're here at the end of the day. We don't want any surprises on move day and we want the customer to be happy. So, you know, that, that's the ultimate goal. We also, we offer them, we realize that some of our um, customers are going to, want to go get a couple price comparisons and shop. And so we offer them, you know, helpful tips. And it's like, whether you go with us or not, here are some things that you need to know. And you may not just naturally know. So we want to help you out. And I think being that helpful advocate for them and is really helps helps establish that, that rapport. Um, it's just... And and that really that really is so key. What's really cool though, Joe, is that so many of our customers are repeat customers and or referral customers. So once you've kind of built that relationship on the front end, that gives us an end to build a really strong connection, say with the movers that are out there sweating and moving all of your life's belongings, right? Mm -hmm. And working really, really hard and really earn the respect and the trust of the customers there. And then who else would you trust your belongings to? Sure. So Ashley, from a, from a corporate perspective, how do you, how do you coach different franchises on, on tactics with a, with a whole different type of sales process? Yeah. So like Holly said, you know, many customers, you know, will go out there and they're, they're looking at competitors, they're shopping the prices. They really are kind of understanding what the different companies have to offer them. So one of the things that we really want our CSRs to do is really build on the value with the customers in whatever communication channel that they're working with them on. So whether that's working with them through a chat functionality or, or, you know, over the phone or through email, really we want them to understand um, and share with the customers the features, the benefits, and the advantages of using two men in a truck. So mm-hmm. there's many different things that we may do that a competitor may not do, and they really need to be able to educate them, like Holly said, on those different policies and procedures and the different things that we're going to do to take care of their belongings. We're not just, you know, uh, someone down the street that's just going to throw it in the back of a truck and and haul away. We really want them to understand the care that we're going to take and the different things that we're going to do to make sure that this is a positive experience for them. So we really want our CSRs to believe in our services and how that they can help the customers through, you know, this is a stressful time and a stressful situation. And it really allows our staff to be able to provide good quality service to our customers no matter what channel that they're working with them. So our goal here at the corporate office is to really make those CSRs understand what the needs are of the customers and how to educate them and make them knowledgeable, like Holly was saying, on the different aspects of what sets us apart from our competitors and really build on that value of our brand and the experience that they'll have. And Ashley, I think that's, I mean, I think that's so key, right? The understanding at the the local level, that's that's a skip that we cannot step on. the step that we cannot skip in training yes. is taking our representatives out there on a job to see what it looks like, both from you've got to know what you're selling, but you've got to you've got to see what it looks like from a customer's perspective. You have to be empathetic to what they're going through and understand the process as a whole. 
Absolutely. And we even encourage our CSRs to go online, submit an estimate for yourself, go through the process, understand what your customer is going through so that you can go through that customer experience with them. You're not going to be able to educate them on it if you've never done it yourself. So really take yourself into their shoes, go through that process. Like Holly said, go out on the job, understand what the movers and drivers go through so that you can estimate that move properly and really be able to educate your customers on the experience that they'll receive. Sure. Right. Right. So now, obviously, for any business, converting the sale is is the the end of it all. That that's yeah, what you really want. But there are other things that you must track along the way. You, you it's not just all about well, this salesperson converted the most sales. So Ashley, what kinds of things does the system track to improve the customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. So. Really, what the biggest thing is when the CSRs are going through the move with them, we want them to take the inventory, we want them to understand the move, but we also want them to dig into the fine details. So are we going to be going up or down stairs? Are we going to be doing X, Y, and Z during your move? So we really want to make sure that our CSRs are accurate in their estimates because it's very important for the day of the move to make sure that that customer's experience is positive. It also sets our movers and drivers up for success. So we want to make sure that they're really providing accurate estimates to um, our customers and setting up the movers well. Uh, We also really watch the referral rate and the customer satisfaction. That's to ensure that our CSRs are really providing a good quality service for our customers and they're, you know, being those caretakers for our customers during their stressful time. Um, but also from our standpoint, we look at response time. It's critical. We know that this right now we're in a time of speed, and speed is something that is very right. important to the customers. They're looking to do business when they want to do business. We want to get back to them in a timely manner. So we really want to make sure that our CSRs are adhering to that, and we want our customers to select two men in a truck. So it's critical that our staff is responding to our customers in a timely manner as well. Uh, Holly, what types of things do you look at at the local level? What kind of numbers, stats, uh, information do you gather to to keep track of how well your CSRs are doing? Exact same things. Um, realistically, we want we want there again no surprises on move day, and we want mm-hmm. the customer to be happy. We like you know, like you said, obviously we want the sales, but the best marketing, the best way we can ensure future sales is to do a good job today, right? We don't want to be a short-sighted business where we have a great year and then we crumble over the next couple of years. So you have to you have to be long-term minded in that um, when you're looking at everything. So you have to look at accuracy. Are we making sure that we're preparing the customer well? That's going to lead to good satisfaction scores. Like Ashley said, we do um, provide a survey to all of our customers, and we take that feedback very seriously. Um, not only that, we actually reach out and call our customers during the move and after the move and make sure that everything went well. And if it doesn't, there is a very clear open line of communication between sales and operations. Um, there's not a front office, back office disconnect. That's that's sort of the death of your business, really, if, if that happens. Sure. You have to keep that line of communication open so we can constantly be aware of kind of what's, go, what's going on and we're, and we're, we're being accurate and, and fair and true to the customer. You know, we're not trying to bait and switch anybody or just they're going to take their money and run. We're trying to, to help them. We, we mean it when we say we're the movers who care and our core purpose is to move people forward. Those aren't just cool lines that an advertising agency came up with. It's, 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 <laughs> it's really the, truth. the heart of our business. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so that's it. And, and Ashley's right on. I mean, if you're if you're an, a manager kind of looking at things, we've got to make sure we're doing our job well. But you need those employees to to be on it. And especially in a time like now and here in the summer, when so many people are moving, um, we've got to make sure that we're kind of capitalizing on every everybody that comes in. We can't we can't convince people to move, right? So we've got to we've got to grab them when the, when they're here. We only have a finite number of them. So sure. So now, without getting into too much detail on in specifics on things, Holly, how important are commissions and incentives for your sales staff? Do they actually help increase sales conversions? Yes and no. Um, <laughs> we have them, and I do, and therefore I find value in them. I wouldn't have them if I didn't think they were right. um, valuable. Um, I do think it helps to keep their eye on the prize. However, you know, you you have to keep that in balance. If they are strictly focused on commission, then they get a little focused on what they're doing, not putting that customer first. So right. we find that the real value is having goals, right? And those goals, they, they actually, as much as, you know, you have to have sales to stay in business. That's the number one thing you want. But realistically, to generate those sales, you have to do a good job when you're out there. At least the Atlanta market is so competitive. If you don't do a good job, you're just, you know, stabbing yourself in the back. So sure. our goals start with customer service and then trickle down and we stay very goal-oriented. Goal um, they have incentives. They have, you know, they, they do have commissions. Um, but maybe more valuable is what we call pop-up incentives, things that keep their eye on the prize and keep them excited and energized throughout the day. Kind of if we can hit this goal by end of day today, let's have a pizza party tomorrow or something like that that kind of keeps them motivated. Um, doesn't necessarily cost an arm and a leg, but keeps the culture really high um, and keeps – keeps two men on a truck a place where you want to come to work every day and you have fun is something different. If they're happy, happy wife, happy life, right? <laughs> same, same, same kind of thing here, right? If, if they're happy and, and they're enjoying themselves, that personality and that love of the company and love of our service really bleeds through down to the customer and the customer can't help fall in love with us too. And then when we show up there and we prove why, why they felt that way, it just comes full circle. And actually, corporate culture, I know, is, a, is an important thing in the yes. two men in a truck system. And uh, how, do, how do things like that play into the incentives and the different things we offer to our sales staff? How does that play into the corporate culture? Yeah, absolutely. So we obviously encourage the franchises to do what works best for them. But we highly encourage the pop-up incentives that Holly was, was speaking about. So we also do them here for the franchises as well from the corporate level. So we'll do little mini you know, programs and prizes to help keep them in, engaged and wanting to give the customers a good service, but make sure that they're doing the things that we're looking for as well with sales. So, um, and that's something, you know, we just ran a, a program here recently where, um, you know, we did it for different franchise groups and then they were able to compete against the peers that were in their revenue level. It keeps them engaged. It keeps them excited. And then they want a pizza party for their office staff for a day. So, you know, Holly hit it right on the head. So we really want to make sure that we're, we're keeping them engaged with the small little things, but then having that large incentive is also a great tool, but you want to make sure that it's not just incentivized on sales, that it's incentivized on the good customer service as well, because we don't want them to be so sales hungry that they throw the customer's experience aside. So right. we want to make sure that we're really balancing that as well so that we make sure that we're we're hitting all of the areas that are important to our business and into my truck, you know, customer services 
one of the biggest things that we look for to make sure that our customers are are having a good experience with us. So we don't want to incentivize them too heavily on sales that that's their main goal. So we really want that good balance as well. Sure. Now, obviously, Two Minute Trucks, the franchise system, how much does the corporate office actually dictate how local franchises handle the sales process and how much is just left up to their own discretion? Yeah, absolutely. So our goal here at Home Office is to really be able to provide the franchises with tools to be successful. So um, we use conversational selling as our sales process, and we've provided our franchises with a sales playbook that walks them through all of the aspects that they would ever need from a sales environment. So we'll provide them with a full sales calls examples, but really it's up to them to be able to customize that to what works best for their franchise and their individual needs with the customer. So we really encourage them to be, the CSRs to be conversational and allow them to work with a customer to receive the estimate that they're looking for. So recently we've developed multiple different sales processes that really allows them to mimic the exact situation. Not all customers are the same. Some customers are looking for very detailed information. Some customers are looking for more quick hit information. So Mm -hmm. we want to allow the CSRs to be able to be fluid in their sales approach and really be able to mimic the needs of the customers. So our goal really is just to provide them with the tools. um, And if they want a full script, they could have one, but we don't require them to use that. We really just want them to be able to, to talk with the customer and work them through the process and educate them on the things that is needed. So um, our most successful CSRs in the system are what we use to build our best practices off of. And we really leverage them for the tools and the tips that we provide. So um, we have a great advisory group of CSRs that really are the ones that we run our processes and and, and things through so that we make sure that we're accounting for what actually happens in the day-to-day world and we're not just looking at it from our eyes. Holly, how about from the local level? What's your perspective on the the relationship between corporate sales and, and what happens at an actual franchise? Well, you know, Joe, um, when I was talking at the very beginning about my story and when I looked at other brands, um, you know, which one to invest in, that franchisor-franchisee relationship was one of the top things I looked at as well. Um, I don't need to come in and reinvent the wheel. But at the same time, I this is my business, and I want to be able to have some ownership. And I think yeah. that balance that you get with two men in a truck gives you just that, right? So two men in a truck home office gives you resources and gives you benchmarks and goals and things like that, that you walking in as a someone either brand new or someone who's like myself who worked their way up through the system and came in can really utilize and then um, and then can customize as well. So, you know, some of the things that we use are sort of the benchmarks and the system averages and things like that. We can use that to encourage and motivate our team. I'm not asking the impossible of you. There are other people out there doing that, and home offices kind of put this together. Ashley is, is very correct in, in when she says, I mean, she's not just, blowing blowing smoke um that's good (laughs) i mean she you know she is these these things the um home office listens to what we say so these resources that they give us um have come from a lot of them have come from the system and you know what sometimes when they come from the system and sometimes when they don't the system can speak back and say you know what this is this works, but what if we tweaked it this way or what if we tweaked it that way? And we do have, it really is a partnership. It does not feel like a dictatorship. So um, I'm able to control the local sales process and make sure that we make it our own. But Home Office gives us resources that 
makes it a little easier for me to be able to do that. When if I go, you know what, what I really need is some videos to motivate them, or what I really need is kind of a desk guide that helps them stay organized or that they can reference. I can go to the go to our internal website and say, ah, right here we call it an MCOG. This is perfect. I'm going to print these off, or I'm going to edit them real quick for our location, print these off, and I'm you know off to the races. Um, so. It's been it's been really just a great partnership, and, and they're able to, to help us. And if they don't have the resources there available, they're always looking to, to provide them, whether it be in Ashley's department in sales or over in the training department or, or maybe even somewhere else. So, Well, we have touched on a, a lot of information about the customer experience here, and I'm sure there's a lot more we could go into, but we're out of time. Uh, so I want to thank you both for joining us on the program today. Well, thanks for having us. Thank had a great you. time. Yes, it was We've been talking with Ashley Skaggs, Director of Sales for Two Men in a Truck, and Holly Stewart, a Two Men in a Truck franchisee. I'm Joe Barnhart, encouraging you to get out there and build your brand. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the presenters and do not necessarily represent the views of Two Men in a Truck International Incorporated.